back in the locker room here again for the UFC 268 recap. It's your boy Taj here. Bruce is not in at the moment, but don't worry. He'll be back again on the next episode. Just got busy lies, busy lies. He ain't going nowhere. But first off, I want to give a shout out to Chicago, Illinois, doing it live from here. For anyone that wants to find us, we are gonna we are on Instagram and Twitter now. Look for Taj and Bruce, and go go on our page. Give us a quick little follow, and while we continue to do these episodes, let's just keep everything wrapping. Let's keep everything going, you know. So first off, first off, UFC 268. God damn, God damn, we are we are just we're spoiled lately. I just can't have enough words. For how big these fights are becoming. We had the main event in Usman versus Kobe. Before we get to that, let's go to the real main event that happened. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. It was Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. Goddamn. Goddamn. If you want to see just that was just violent from head to toe. I think everywhere on ESPN, uh, MMA, Sure Dog, anywhere that... Uh, you can get essentially your sports news from it was hailed rightfully so the fight of the year that was hands down the fight of the year any other topics you know you got some you got some other candidates in there what else happened this year we had uh Francis Nugana versus Stipe that wasn't really fight of the year it was a goddamn good knockout we had uh Max Holloway put on his performance against Calvin Cater and I mean, that was a hell of a fight, but that was just a beat down for five, five minute rounds. I still think that his corner should have threw the ball in. <laughs> I still think his corner should have threw the towel in on that one. That was just, that was a beat down. But nonetheless, nothing compared to this past Saturday between Gaethje and Chandler. I think they not only is that fight of the year, they had to solidify them to as being the most violent athletes that I've ever seen. I think the war goes to Gaethje, Chandler, Eddie Alvarez, and there's one other person I'm missing in there. But those three are definitely all team violence. If you see Eddie Alvarez or any of those other two guys fighting, it's you're just seeing fireworks, and and it proves oh the fourth person I put in there is Dustin Poirier he's not as aggressive he fights a little bit smarter but man those guys are just dogs that uppercut in the second round I thought he was done and then I thought the referee was going to stop the fight because he was he was almost out he was literally clinging on to that leg for dear life it was just oh god man the the it literally looked like he was in a car accident after the fight i don't know how he walked into the hospital and then justin gaethje was limping into the hospital it was literally leg kick city from gaethje and it was what a way just to start off the night and (laughs) it kind of took away from the next fight of shane burgos because that was also a barn burner but everyone was just too, there was too much energy in the room to talk about anything else. And that was just, it was just insane for that fight. So hats off to Justin Gaethje. He got the job done. It went to decision. I don't think anybody saw that happening. But it's what happens, man. It is what it is. When you have, when you just have two of the most aggressive guys in there, sometimes 
Sometimes the fans win because the fans definitely won in that. I thought it was definitely going to be two minutes. I thought it was going to be a little bit of reminiscing of Amanda Nunez versus Chris Cyborg. But here we are with the decision. All right, everyone. It's time to take a little break from the fight talk to get back to our sponsors. Are you guys tired of using these mainstream social media platforms like Facebook and Twitch? They're always stealing your data and watching you through your phone while you browse in incognito mode. Well, no more of that. We're finally proud to announce the return of MySpace. That is right. MySpace is back with a vengeance. Remember those wallpapers you used to make and we used to go to your friend's page and music used to start playing? Those old school rap songs and all your favorites? All of it's coming back now. Remember Tom? We got Tom in here. Tom is back again. That person used to sit behind you in your PE class and used to breathe on your neck. That person's back again. That one chick that you used to always want to talk to in your science class, but then she like moved away and then you still thought about her for a while and then you used to try to message her. Yep, everybody is back again. We're going back again. So right now we want you to go on MySpace.com and sign up again. Tell your friends, tell everyone, we're coming back with the vengeance. Use promo code TOMISNTDEAD to let them know that we sent you. Now, let's get back into it. Next up, we had Zhang Weili versus Thug Rose. This was the rematch after Rose head kicked her in the first round. I think it was the first two minutes. So this second fight, I anticipated it not ending really quickly. Just because when you have someone that gets finished like that, they're just overly confident during the rematch. That happened in the main event, but we'll get to that later. But it was it was still a hell of a fight from both women. They threw down. They gave it a, they gave it their all. Thug Rose proved that she is the best 115 pound fighter in the world. After that, there was no argument. I know some people were saying that it should have been majority decision, but um, it it should have been uh, unanimous. I thought for Thug Rose, but it was split. I don't I don't know how the hell we got to a split decision. That that was not a split decision. I don't see how you gave Zhang Wei Li two out of three rounds or two or three rounds out of the five. But it was after that it was a clear cut winner for Thug Rose. So congrats to her. She did what she had to do in order to take that belt home, sticking and moving, hitting her, not letting her get in. Zhang Wei Li, after that, she definitely, definitely needs to work on her wrestling and her spacing. It was just, it was not there. The whole, the puzzle was not completed. It was not what we really needed from her. She needed to stick with what got her to the dance. It's never good when an athlete gets so deep into their career, they lose one time, and then they switch up the whole gameplay. They throw everything out the window. Not really a big fan of that, but uh, she's going to learn from this. I really hope she does, and she comes back. But it's really just the wrestling and the spacing. And Rose is miles ahead of her. She's too much of a veteran, and they all have the great Trevor Woodman as the coach behind them. And he was just three for three today. If Trevor Woodman is not the coach of the year, I don't know who is. Really don't know who is. And if not for 2021, I think he's also for 2020. You just hear his name everywhere. What he's done with these athletes is just insane. It is insane. So 
again, hats off to Thug Rose. I, I don't see anybody being there. She just proves she gets better in rematches. And just, I mean, c- congrats to her, her team, and everyone. And let's get to the next one. Here we go. All right, fight fans. Let's take a little break from the fight talk. We got a new ad for the show. For all my ladies and fellas out there, what do you guys find attractive about the other gender? Is it the legs? Is it the back? Is it the biceps? Is it the breast? Or, or is it none of these things? Maybe it's the feet. Well, if it is the feet, we got exactly what you're looking for in our new website called OnlyFeet.com. That's right. Whether it's the big toe, the bunions, the corns, there's the Sasquatch-looking feet with the hair on the knuckles, we got all those pics you need. That's right. Go to OnlyFeet.com right now and type in whatever you want to search for. Again, that's OnlyFeet.com. Let's get back into it. All right. Then we got the main event of Usman versus Kobe. I had a feeling that it was going to go this way. But goddamn, you can just tell right from the get-go because of how that first fight went. When you have two fighters that are not uh, typically strikers, they fancy themselves wrestlers, and they punch each other in the face for 25 straight minutes without a single takedown like it was in the first fight, you can kind of get the notion they don't want to do it again a second time. And that's the feeling I had going into this fight. And can you blame them? Can you? Kobe got his jaw broke. Can you blame him for not wanting to do that again? I, I just, I can't. But other than that, this fight delivered. It just had everything you needed. Kobe went for 11 takedowns. I know the big controversy is whether or not that was a takedown or not. I know, I get, I get this argument from two perspectives. One end, it's because Usman has a 100% takedown defense. Nobody has never taken him down before. So they want that 100% to go down to 99%. I get it. You know, it's, it's for the principle of the thing. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Usman was the clear winner in that fight. No questions asked. And he's still probably, I'm going to say, he is the greatest welterweight that's, that's ever done it. I know GSP has a big argument with more title defenses, but you got to remember, GSP got his title shot after two wins. Kamaru Usman had to win seven or nine times before he got that title shot. So when it comes to resume, from pound for pound, going for each person they fought, I'm doing Usman all day as the greatest welterweight that's ever done it. Hands down, if you people want to debate... I could see why. I mean, how can you? Nobody wants to remove George from that. It, it's kind of one of those things where somebody in the in the past did it for a while, so you don't want to give up that legacy that he had. But in my opinion, he got it done. One thing that just can't be argued is Kobe is a dog, though. You just you have to give it up to him. He did everything he needed to do in that fight by switching up. He almost got knocked out in that second round. I don't know how he got back up. You get knocked down twice in 30 seconds. Gee, I, I thought he was done. Usman thought he was done. And and that is the definition being saved by the bell because he grabbed onto a leg for dear life. 
But again, uh, he did come back in the fourth and fifth round. He put it. He put it on Usman. He rocked him a few times as well. I have to say that he definitely did rock Usman a few times. So I have to give him credit where credit is due. But again, the champ just showed that the champ did ch- champ things. Pretty much as it, champ did champ things. So at the end of the day, uh, it was a great two sixty eight. It was. I, I loved it from beginning to end. Uh, quick highlights are Alex Piera, who was on the prelims. He got it done with a flying knee, who's coming after Israel Adesanya. So that should be interesting. We're going to get into all of that. And then Chris Barnett. Have you ever seen a 280-pound man fly? That's, what is he, like 5'8"? He's 5'8 and 280 pounds, and he did a spinning wheel kick knockout? What? What? Who I did not see that coming. I didn't even know he could. People can move that fast. Uh, his nickname is uh, Kung Fu Panda, so I thought that was pretty interesting because he definitely moves like the Kung Fu Panda. If you saw someone look like that, you would not think they can put their foot that high in the air. So that that was just great to see. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna wrap up this episode. We will be back again. Don't you worry. And please make sure to tune in. Follow us again on Instagram and Twitter, Taj and Bruce. Find our page. Give us a like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your neighbors. And we'll see you then. Peace.